0: How are you now? Folks, have you ever watched a car crash that takes two and a half hours to end? I just did. Your Montreal Canadians lose five to two to the Anaheim Ducks, the worst team in the league. Hello and welcome to episode thirty of the Bottom Six Minutes Podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I don't even know if I have the energy to be pissed off anymore after last night's ref rant. There's going to be a bit of a ref rant tonight. Uh, Not as long, not as detailed, uh, because I didn't think that they were necessarily the reason that the Habs lost. Uh, They were a reason, though. Um, That's just not what you want to see against the last place team in the league. I know it's the second half of a back-to-back, so take this all with a grain of salt. But I also don't buy the we're tired excuse. When you played a game last night in Ottawa... Which is not very far from where you live. You probably went home, slept in your own beds. You're professional hockey players. You should be able to keep the effort going through 60 minutes. I don't know. That's just me. Let's talk about it. Let's let's go over the recap and what actually happened in that game because there there, there were definitely. Mm, some issues and we'll, we'll we'll get to the refs uh but there were some issues specifically with the Habs as well it was a pretty even first period for the most part right at least for the early goings um, chances kind of going for both sides habs failing power plays as they tend to do but very late in the period yoel armia goes to the box and the ducks capitalize trevor zegris Shot pass into the middle gets tapped in by Troy Terry, and that makes it 1-0. And then off the faceoff at center ice from that very goal, before they even announced it, they go right back down the ice, and this time Troy Terry feeds John Klingberg. Um, he has a lot of space in the high slot, and he fires it 5-hole on Jake Allen. I will say, I felt like Jake Allen should have stopped that one. It wasn't a very good shot, but what are you going to do? It's it's a professional hockey player loose in the high slot. It shouldn't come to that Um, At least not that easily. Um, But I did feel Jake Allen should have stopped that one. Anyways, that's your score at the end of 20 minutes. Two to nothing for the Ducks. Second period. Much better effort from the Habs um, than they did in in the latter half of that first period. But, uh, you know, although they're out shooting, out chancing, and, you know, you could say out playing the Ducks, they're not fucking putting it in the net. Like, they, they, they... Too many passes, again, they're trying to get too cute with it. They're trying to get the perfect shot instead of just taking some of the opportunities that come to you. Um, And again, failing power plays. I mean, the story of this season, we go into the third with the exact same score, two to nothing for the Ducks. Nothing happens in the second 20. But the Habs come out flying in the third all of a sudden. Now they're generating high danger chances. Now they're taking the opportunities. They're not looking for that perfect shot. They're just looking for shots. And they're getting them. They get a power play. Which I assumed was going to derail all of the good things that they were doing in that period. But it doesn't. Some real nice puck movement. Suzuki to Drouin to Doc. Down to Caulfield. He snipes. 2-1 to Cole Caulfield. 23 more goals to go, folks. Not long after that. They're still pressing. The top line absolutely buzzing, hemming the Ducks in their own zone. Johnny Kovacevic takes a point shot. It misses wide. Goes off the backboards and kind of hangs out behind the net. Cole Caulfield goes around with a wraparound and puts it in. It's 2-2 and 22 more goals to go for number 22. We're back in this thing. We got a tie game. And then... Gord Dwyer and his fucking clown show that he had the previous night in Ottawa decides to bring that thing right down the highway to Montreal. Uh, Caden Gooley gets boarded behind the net. Um, I I forget who it was. I'm going to go look at the highlight real quick while I'm doing this because I can't remember who did it. Um, Who is that? He's got an A on his sweater and he's wearing what? Number 14? Who's that? Is that Adam Enrique? It doesn't matter. He got boarded, clear as day, behind the net, right in the numbers. And they don't call it. Puck goes down the other way. And Mike Hoffman's kind of on a rush there. He's trying to beat... Um, who is them? Lucas Dostal. They're trying to beat Lucas Dostal the puck. He comes well out of his crease. And Dmitry Kulikov basically trips Mike Hoffman with his leg. Like, leg sweeps him. And Mike Hoffman runs into Dostal. And then they call goaltender interference on it. Like, you're going to ignore boarding at one end. And then you're going to call an, a highly questionable goaltender interference at the other end. I mean... Just, of course. Of course. Right? And, oh, I almost forgot. In between that, so in between the, the missed penalty call and the the stupid penalty that they called on Hoffman, uh, John Klingberg got his second goal of the game. So that made it 3-2. to two. So realistically, the Habs should have been on a power play while Klingberg was scoring that goal. But, you know, we're, we're ignoring that one at that point. Apparently, we're letting things go. But only on one team. Very suspicious. Anyways... The Habs pull their goaltender. They take Jake Allen out of the net. They get the extra attacker. They can't do anything with it. Not only does Adam Enrique get an empty netter, Frank Vitrano adds another one, just for good measure to make it five to two. Eat shit, Gord Dwyer. Um Let's get the ref rant out of the way real quick. I'm not going to make it nearly as long as last night's. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the officiating up until that third period. It was pretty standard stuff. Like, they missed calls on both teams. They made some calls that kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit where I'm like, why are you doing that? But it was on both sides, you know? And the Habs weren't doing anything with their power plays anyway, so it's not like I'm screaming for power plays. Um, I I would just like to see, especially in the dying minutes of a game uh, that they stormed their way back into – give them the fair treatment like there was a number of opportunities to make some calls as well like where's the game management when the Habs need it and here's an interesting little tidbit all right Uh, and when I wrote the article yesterday and I you know ranted about the refs in my article as well as in the podcast um, I didn't mention their names in the article because I was like, ah, you know what? There's not really enough data for me to sit here and, and complain about the refs and say that they're biased. But one thing I will say about Gord Dwyer in the last two seasons with Gord Dwyer on the ice, the Habs are 0 4. They have not won a game with him on the ice since 2019. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, complete horseshit calls in the third period. Uh, obviously, they decided to just flip their standard on its head. I, I don't know. Like, And this is not me trying to say the Habs deserved a win and they took it away from them. Because like I said, I don't think that the refs were the reason that the Habs lost. I think they were a reason, but not the reason. Um, Realistically, they they were very sloppy defensively. They were not... It it, it was not even the same effort that they put out against the Ottawa Senators. I thought they looked worse in that game, which you could say was, you know, a product of them playing two games in two nights. But again, I don't really buy that excuse from professional athletes. When you didn't have that much travel, you slept in your own bed, and you guys are getting paid millions of dollars. You better be in shape to play two games in two nights. Uh, what, What else are you getting paid millions of dollars for? I'm 33, and I'm not in great shape. I could play two games in two nights. I would not look very good (laughs) in either of them uh, because I'm not a professional hockey player. I'm not that good, but I could do it. So don't sit here and tell me that they were just tired and that was the only reason for it. Realistically, um, the problem in that game was that they just turned it on and off, right? It it, it, It wasn't that they looked tired. It's that they looked sloppy, completely and utterly sloppy. That Klingberg goal, the first one, again, I felt like Jake Allen should have had it, but it was just sloppy play by the Habs that allowed him to get a golden chance in the high slot. You know, if that's any of their good shooters, then all of a sudden, you know, it's going to get sniped anyways, and you're not going to be saying, well, Jake Allen should have had that. So we can't really hang that on Jake Allen because the scenario that permitted him to have that shot in the first place never should have happened. Right, right off of a center ice face-off like that, they can just go down the ice and maneuver around you with that kind of ease. It should not be that simple. Again, Jake Allen should have had it, but if you guys are not that sloppy, then it, it's not even a conversation that you get to have. There's no shot to, to let go through your five hole. Like, fuck. Uh, rough game. Like I said, it's like watching a car accident that goes on for two and a half hours, and you just got to sit there and there's nothing you can do it's a bunch of tonka trucks ramming into each other on an ice covered highway and you got to sit there and watch it maybe try to make some sense after it afterwards that's kind of what i'm doing i guess through this podcast but the god of mischief is back and better than ever loki 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 loki, loki. loki wow great to see you again critics agree loki season two is marvelous great and it's finally here how much do you know let's assume i don't know much a mind-bending adventure spectacularly cinematic i've been waiting for a moment like this it surpasses all expectations a little over the top don't you think i thought it was spot on loki season two now streaming only on disney plus not a good game not a good game um I guess I'll give you a silver lining, and you could probably take a wild guess who's going to be the silver lining of that game. It's Cole Caulfield. Uh, Man, (laughs) Uh, even before he got the first one on the power play, he was absolutely buzzing. Like He really came out in that third period like, I'm putting the team on my back, and, and we're doing this. And lo and behold, he did it. He put the team on his back. He stormed them right back into that game. There was a few other players that were involved there as well, right? Kirby Doc looked very good. Uh, Nick Suzuki looked very good. Really, the whole top line was, was buzzing in the third period. They were great. Um, they were great for most of the game, frankly, um, although there were some swaths where they weren't great. But most of the game, they were great. In the third period, they were absolutely great. Uh, but Cole Caulfield was the linchpin to the success that they had. Um, man, this kid is real good. You could look at the Habs right now and you could say they're not a very good team, but they have Cole Caulfield, and and that's something. And they got to sign this guy yesterday. Uh, Stop playing around. Stop waiting. What are we waiting for? If you're allowed to ink this deal now, and if he's interested in inking the deal now, put pen to paper as soon as humanly possible. We are at 18 goals now, 22 remaining to hit 40. If you do it after he crosses that barrier, like once he becomes that 40-goal player that we already know he's going to be, it's it's going to cost more money. I don't know how much more. That's, that's my issue, right? I'm not entirely certain because we've seen some, some really sweetheart deals go in the NHL. We've also seen some overpays lately. Like the, the market is weird. The market is completely fucked. If you try to base what he's going to get paid by looking at what other 40 goal scorers are getting paid, good luck. Good luck. You're not going to do it. You're going to come up with a wide range of salaries, man. It could be anything from 7 to 12. Let's agree it's probably not going to be 12. Right? But he's got a better case asking for 12 if you wait and he's got the 40. You tr- try and get this done now. Maybe his agent's holding it up. Maybe he wants to wait and see if it gets to forty or not. Uh, he's wanting that five percent to be kicked up a little bit higher than it would otherwise be. I don't know, but if I'm Kent Hughes, I'm working the phone on his agent right now. I'm not even concerned about trades. I'm just talking to Cole Caulfield's agent all day long, twice on Sundays, being like, "When are we? When are we signing this deal? Here, I got this deal. What do you want? Like, let's figure out what this guy wants realistically." that works for this team and works for this rebuild, and let's get it done immediately. Um, he is so good. So good. That's why he's the perfect silver lining to some of these games. It's because you look at that that 60 minutes of hockey, and it's tough to find anybody that stood out as really good. Like, Suzuki was pretty good. Doc was pretty good. Um, who else? Jack Eye, I, I felt, was pretty good. Caden Gooley was, was actually quite good. But nobody really really stood out other than Caulfield and when he stands out, man does he ever stand out again, I hate to keep repeating myself over and over again, but sign this man yesterday, what are we doing gotta get that done Um, now that I got the <laughs> the positive thing out of the way, let's get back to the negatives, alright gonna be a negative Nancy here today um, <laughs> Jonathan Drouin. I don't know what they do. What what are they doing having him out there in high leverage situations at the end of the game? He led directly to one of the empty net goals. Uh, He was off for a while, injured. I mean, that's through no fault of his own. But, uh, man, I I feel like his time is coming to a close in Montreal, which which makes me sad because I've always been a big fan of his. Um, I wanted him to have success in Montreal, but I just don't see it anymore. Um, I get it. Maybe they're auditioning him for a trade. They're trying to see if they can build up his value a little bit, but putting him out there in those high-leverage situations, uh, I mean, he's he's doing more damage, I think, to his trade value than he is good. And then at the same time, they bumped Juraj Slavkovsky back down to the fourth line during the game. What's that about? He's had two excellent games playing middle six for you, and then all of a sudden, against the worst team in the league, it's like, yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to shove you right back in the fourth line there, bud, and that's what you're going to do. I don't get that. I don't understand that for a second, um, but hey, you know if you if you really want to shoehorn Drouin and Anderson and everybody else into your top six at the expense of one of your best young players, I, I guess do you, and, and I hope you know what you're doing, because I don't currently agree with it. I have faith in Martin Saint-Louis, so I'm, I'm not going to go down that road of, of complaining about coaching yet, but some of these decisions in that game gave me a little bit of pause. I will say, and this was pointed out to me by one of my friends that I was talking to during the game, that it is true. He's a rookie. He hasn't played a lot of back-to-back NHL games. Maybe they just wanted to lighten the load for him a little bit. I'm choosing to go, I'm choosing to believe that that's what they were doing. in, In which case, maybe it's smart. Maybe that's why I'm sitting in my armchair in my office and not behind the bench in the Bell Center, coaching the Montreal Canadiens. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but Um, I just felt like it was weird. He's played two really good games in a row for you. Why bump him down the lineup all of a sudden? Don't like it. Who else can I talk about? That's kind of it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of out of gas at this point. I could continue complaining about the refs. Gord Dwyer, absolutely terrible. Don't ever want to see a game ref by him again. He's slowly just over the course of these last two games, creeping himself into Chris Lee territory for me. Um, oh he's, he's not quite that far along yet but huh. yeah it's it's bad it, it was another bad game um and again it was pretty fine for the first 40 minutes just in the final 20 they're like all right how can we really fuck this one up um beautiful love it fantastic two and a half hour long car accident that we all got to sit there and watch Uh, But at least we got two goals from Cole Caulfield. So why don't I cut it off there on a positive note. Cole Caulfield scored twice. Let's see if he can do it again on Saturday. We only get one day off. We're right back in action on Saturday at the Bell Center against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you better get up for that one, Habs, because they're not the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, That's it. We're running, what, uh, 17 minutes. So a lot shorter than last night. But quand même, un gros soirée pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And folks, 22 more goals to go for number 22 to hit 40. Let's see if we can get a little closer. A la prochaine.